Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. The fragrance and aromas that spices give are so incredible festive, I guess, to the soul. So it's, it's, not, it's not a surprise that those spices are being used during the holiday season. I'm Robin Sussingham, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm, The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Miami-based chef and caterer Yaniv Cohen wants us to spice it up. Coming up, he gives us some ideas for adding flavor to our lives and to our Hanukkah latkes. Support for the Zest podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee, and more. Available in supermarkets, health food stores, or online at seitenbacher.com. For Yaniv Cohen, his passion for teaching people about spices all started when his daughter was born nine years ago, and he found himself wanting to give her a feeling for the taste and the aromas of his childhood in Israel. The Miami-based chef and caterer is spreading his knowledge online, where he blogs as the Spice Detective, through classes on cooking with spices and through his culinary outlet Jaffa in Miami's Design District. His Hanukkah latkes were influenced by his Iraqi grandmother, and Yaniv tells us how to get that flavor. His cookbook, My Spiced Kitchen, a Middle Eastern cookbook, came out a few months ago. Yaniv Cohen, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm very excited. You have a cookbook out now, but it started out, I guess, as a blog? Yeah. So I started the blog around the time my daughter was born. Uh, It was really important for me to share the knowledge with her. And, you know, I started talking about it and then I started writing about it. And, uh, you know, she's growing up in the U.S. And, uh, you know, spices have not been such um, a staple of American cuisine. Um, So I wanted her to have the knowledge, the ideas, the palate... Everything that, um, you know, we experience as kids in Israel, I wanted her to have here in the U.S. So I started a blog called The Spice Detective, where I share the knowledge, my passion, cooking, you know, practical ways to to incorporate spices into your diet for flavor, aromas, um, beauty, and also the health benefits of spices. you know, growing up in Israel, we spoke about it a lot. And now people are starting to find out, you know, how potent is um, turmeric as an anti-inflammatory. So there's more research being done these days, which is wonderful. So 
I thought it was important first on a personal level and then really on a much, much wider level. Food is passion and, and you know, good food is his health. They say uh, food is your first ally when it comes to your your health and your nutrition. So, and spices are part of it. <laughs> I hope it makes sense. It does. Well, it sounds like it's cultural in some way because it sounds like maybe of you course. spent there was more you spent more time talking about it in Israel. Maybe our food is a little more bland in the United States. Um, you know, it depends on where you come from. So. As you know, uh, the U.S. is also a melting pot. But I feel that sometimes um, traditional cuisines stay within the traditional culture. So the Mexican cuisine is is a, is a beautiful, um, the, the, you know, the way they use spices and herbs. Um, it's wonderful. But I find that Americans don't take those spices or, you know, flavors and incorporate them into an American dish, you know. So for me, for me, you know, taking a mac and cheese and adding some za'atar and feta to it, you know, it's a beautiful fusion of an American traditional, you know, recipe with the flavors and colors from the Middle East and, you know, enhancing it, you know, giving it another twist. You know, everything is available here. It's just about taking the extra step and educating and taking the guessing work out of the spice, um, you know, world. So making it more approachable was part of my, it's part of my mission. Yeah. So you make a great point there because it's like, um, we will use Mexican spices if we are making a Mexican dish or a Middle Eastern spice, if we were making a Middle Eastern dish and we have the recipe there in front of us or Indian, but not just take maybe our traditional, maybe fried chicken or something and, and put, uh, put the other spices in there. That's a little more difficult. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, so for instance, you just uh, you just mentioned uh, fried chicken, but if you just add a little bit of paprika to a fried chicken batter, it takes it. I mean, it makes it. In my opinion, it's just more delicious. It's different. It's it adds another color. It adds nutrition, um, and 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 just aromas. So so it's you know I'm try. That's what I'm trying to do, trying to introduce people to spices in general, and then giving them the recipes and the knowledge and the background about the spice um, so they, they don't feel intimidated to experiment with it because spices are wonderful and, you know, there's there's so many ways to use them in so many different, um, you know, even just a roasted chicken, you know, I make my roasted chicken with cardamom. It's amazing. But if people don't know that they can do that, they'll never they'll never do that. They'll never experiment. I think of so cardamom is, as I think of cardamom as more for desserts. You know, I wouldn't think of it in a roast. Well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you give you you you're making exactly my point that if you don't know what cardamom can can work with or how to experiment with it, you people sometimes don't have the courage to do that. And so, so you give That's let, where the book comes in. <laughs> yeah, so I'm let's sorry. talk a little bit about the book because you um you take each chapter is a separate spice or spice mix and then you talk you describe the spice and then you give some recipes where it could be used yes so i I think this way it just makes it easier so when you want to learn about a spice you open to the chapter that talks about the spice you learn the history the color the aromas the flavors what does it mix with and of course the medicinal properties 
Um, and then we dive into some recipes, how to incorporate that spice into your food. That's how I divided the book, which I think makes it easier for people, you know? Yeah. Obviously, some of the recipes require more than just one spice. Uh, the, another beautiful thing about spices, they work great together. And some of these of the chapters are dedicated to spice mix mixes, like the baharat, um, which was brought to Israel by the Iraqi Jewish community. Uh, baharat is a spice mix that every household would make their own mix with their own proportions. It has cinnamon and allspice and nutmeg and a little bit of ginger. Some people put black pepper, some people don't, some cardamom, some clove, and uh, some people even put some rose leaf. Um, you know, the rosebud, they would they would ground them and add them. So you've had this like a one-stop shop spice that was so wonderful and so aromatic and so flavorful. And you can add as little or as much as you want, depends on your family's palate. Um, and it works with meat and it works with vegetables and it works with, you know, with fish or with sauces. Um, you know, one thing I was wondering it comes ready prepared, um, or is it better to make your own spice mix, depending on your own? Yes, if you have if you have the time, I think it's better to make your own spice mix, and I tell you why. Um, baharat, you know, there's a general recipe, okay, but like many other things, even like zaatar, some people use um, sumac. They mix a little bit of sumac into their zaatar which is another spice mix. Some people put the sesame, some people do not. I think, just like anything else, um, spices are also a flavor and a palate. So, it's, it's you. first of all, you have to decide which spices you want in your baharat mix, which one you do not, and then you want to decide on the balances. Some people like to go extra... Uh, cinnamon, some, uh, some other people like um, to put a little more allspice or a little more ginger. Some people decide not to go with the cloth because they find it a little too spicy for them. Um, so you make your own mix that you feel is, you know, really resonant with your palate. Um, I think, and I think it's true for a lot of other things, even when, when you just use turmeric. You know, you have to you have to know your sweet point or what's the word, sweet... Sweet spot. Um, <laughs> sweet spot. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So experiment. Uh, taste the, your spice mix. Taste, taste your spices. Smell them. Um, you know, play with it. Add a little bit and then a little, a little bit more. I think it's, uh, it's a matter of taste. Sounds like we just have to practice and play around with it. Mm -hmm. But don't be afraid. It's so delicious. Should we have a, uh, what about a mortar and pestle? And crush our own spices. Yeah, I think when you do crush uh, whole spices, it's important to first roast them a little bit on um, just on a heavy skillet. You know, obviously no oil, just like on um, medium to high flame, just to kind of like open up the spice and get all those minerals and essential oils starting to fragrant the air. And then you can use an electric or um, or a, a pestle. If again, if 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 you have the patience and you have the, you know, but if not, it's it's okay to buy fresh ground uh, spices. I store them um, either in the fridge or the freezer, depending on how much spices you have. 
um, it just keeps them much fresher for much longer. Um, it's, it takes the humidity out. Um, so that's very important, you know, not to keep spices in a very hot uh, um, location in your kitchen. Okay, good tip. Now, I we have Hanukkah coming up, and I had asked mm-hmm. you what's a spice that you would associate with Hanukkah, with the holiday of Hanukkah, and and um, Baharat <laughs> was the answer. Well, Baharat, because when I think about Hanukkah, I think about latkes. And, you know, when we make our latkes, um, my Iraqi grandma she would make it obviously spiced latkes. So she she would put the onions and she would put the parsley and potatoes. And of course, she would also spice it up with a little bit of baharat. And um, those latkes were, you know, we don't have them usually with applesauce. But um, the baharat in the latkes just brings a whole different aroma and flavors to the latkes. So I would encourage people to to try that. Try the Sephardic version of the of the latkes with potatoes and and herbs. If people like, I mean, some people love cilantro. Some people cannot stand it. But if you like cilantro, add a little cilantro to the mix and use it like. Um, depends on again. Depends on the 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 amount, but anywhere from one teaspoon to one tablespoon of baharat spice mix. And, um, you know, see how you like it. I think it's delicious. Spice it up. So you come from Spice a, it up. <laughs> you come from more of a, a Sephardic Jewish background. Tell yeah. me, and, which has a different cuisine than the Ashkenazi Jews. What's been, yeah. what do you think is the biggest difference? Uh, well, the major difference that, that comes to mind, first and foremost, is the level of spiciness. We, we always have those... Um, spicy chutneys and spicy tomato sauce, you know, and shakshukas and the meatball and orisas, everything to do with peppers, a lot of peppers and a lot of garlic. I think I think Ashkenazi cuisine also uses a lot of garlic, um, but we use a lot of peppers. And of course, all the other spices. So cumin is a big key in uh, Middle Eastern, North African cuisine. Uh, turmeric, you know, extremely important. Uh, we use cinnamon to also spice lamb, chicken, and beef dishes. You know, my mom, my my father's side is North African. It's uh, from Tunisia, and my favorite meatballs she would used to make for Friday for Shabbat dinner was were um, they were spiced with a little bit of cinnamon. And you know, immediately when you think about cinnamon, you think oh, sweets and 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 you know, dessert, but. When you add a little cinnamon to to ground beef, it's so special and so delicious. I mean, the Moroccan couscous has a lot of cinnamon as well. So the usage of spices is very, very different. Um, obviously, it was more available in the hot climate of the Middle East. Um, but those are very main the main the main a lot of the main differences, you know. Instead of you fill the fish, we would have a spicy fish and a tomato, pepper, or garlic sauce with lots of cumin and paprika, you know? It's interesting because, you know, when you think of Christmas cooking, mm-hmm. you think of the allspice and nutmeg and cloves and cardamom, mm-hmm. the things that you're talking about, also sure. holiday cooking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the spices are, the fragrance uh, and aromas that spices give are so 
incredible festive, I guess, to the soul. So it's it's not a, it's not a surprise that those spices are being used um, during the holiday season. I mean, a lot of it, I find that they use um, in the U.S. Uh, those spices in sweets and like baked goods. But I think those are also incredible for savory dishes. That's something that, uh, yeah, we need to try more of. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I do give um, spice classes as well. Um, I collaborate with a place called In the Kitchen in Wynwood. It's a beautiful, it's, um, it's attached to the restaurant called Three. And they have a, a beautiful list of instructors and each one has a specialty. And I've been doing uh, really nice uh, spice classes with them. And people, I mean, it's it's so nice to see how when people discover spices for the first time, how they fall in love. I mean, I get messages of people. First of all, they say, oh, I put turmeric in everything. Because my thing is turmeric. So put turmeric in your eggs. Put turmeric in your soups. Put turmeric in your in your sauces. And and I get I get beautiful messages about how people incorporated their turmeric into their into their diets, which is really really good as far as flavor and um you know health benefits and you know za'atar people being all of a sudden being exposed to za'atar and they sprinkle it on everything and it's so nice it's so fulfilling to know that you are able to share that with people and expose them to to flavors and ingredients that they've never uh tried before um you know it's it's really special it's really special for me. So you have you have your website, you have your blog, you have your cookbook, you have the classes, and then you also have a restaurant, Jaffa? Yes. So it's part of a food hall in the design district, the St. Rock, um, Rock uh, Food Hall. And at Jaffa, you know, I... You know, I just cook my, my what you know my passion where where I'm coming from. You know, the Israeli cuisine, the Middle Eastern cuisine. So you find the the hummus and you find the turmeric roasted cauliflower. You know, the turmeric roasted cauliflower. I have people coming from all over Miami for that, just for that one dish. It's a whole roasted cauliflower. We I cook it with turmeric first, turmeric water, and then we roast it. And before we serve it, I uh, drizzle some tahini and a um, cilantro chutney that has a little bit of cardamom and a little bit of cumin. And it's been like very Instagrammable, I guess. Um, and people are so, it's so nice to, to see how people are reacting to it because they're so, um, you know, they're pleasantly surprised. They're and very enthusiastic about the whole thing and, you know, share it with their friends and invite all their friends to come and try turmeric roasted cauliflower. It's like something they've never seen before. So it's uh, it's a beautiful thing, you know. It's, it makes me very happy. That's in your that's in your cookbook also. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That was <laughs> that's like a signature dish. I would have uh, nobody would have let me publish any book without it. So. Okay. So let me ask you something. Uh, Miami, where you are now, um, is tremendously diverse in its culinary scene. It's got spices from everywhere, from Latin America and from the Caribbean. Uh, how, did you? arrive there and find something was missing or did you kind of um have you incorporated your style into how have you incorporated your style into sort of the miami food scene well you know uh, when when we do catering i always ask the client 
you know, this is your event, this is your party. What would you like to see? Do you want anything fusion? Do you want the Floribian? Do you want just Middle Eastern? Um, so for me, you know, there's there's a beautiful way to to um, to fuse cuisines. You need to, and you need to be careful with it. You don't want to do you don't want to go overboard because some some you know with fusion, if you go overboard, then it's like it's a it's a mess. So you need to know how to incorporate some of the spices and flavors. I mean, for instance, in the book, I write about making pasta with a dukkha, which is, um, it's an Egyptian spice and nut mix. Right. Um, but if you just add a little bit of like an al, al olio um, sauce, which is just garlic and, and olive oil, with that spice mix, it brings like the pasta into a whole different environment and it actually complements each other. So... I'm always happy to experiment uh, with flavors and, and fusing things. Um, and sometimes with the Latin cuisine, it's not that difficult, you know, because they do use spices, they do use cumin and paprika, and uh, they have a lot of tropical fruits and tropical vegetables. Uh, you know, the rice dishes, uh, bean dishes, which also, and like, you know, just like potatoes, you go to Peru and it's all about potatoes. They have like 200 different varieties of potatoes. And potatoes are a great canvas to experiment with spices. Mm. You know, from paprika to za'atar to turmeric to, to thyme, which thyme is not really a, a Latin herb, but we use it in the Mediterranean. So it's beautiful to see all those um, mixes and... Again, being creative, it always makes me very happy. And, and it's, you know, it's like, you know, when creative juices are flowing, it's just so much fun. You know, I mean, I, I even have a focaccia with za'atar. So, and that works, you know, because za'atar is such a great complement for breads. And when you add it to the focaccia with, the, you know, the crunchiness and the salt, it's, it's just perfect. But in order to do that, you need to know the spices and what they work with, you know. Do you recommend maybe, like you said, potatoes? That was a good idea. Like potatoes might be a, an easy way to figure out what you like and to experiment with all yeah. these different spices. Absolutely. I, I think potatoes are a great canvas because they really take flavor very easily. Um, you know, they're neutral. You know, they have obviously potato flavor, but they, they, they really take on a lot of flavors very easily. So you can really taste what the spice tastes like, you know, on a vegetable, you know, or a root vegetable. So, well, Yaniv, yeah. Yaniv, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to speak with you and hopefully reaching more people and sharing more knowledge and passion. And have a happy Hanukkah coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. That was Miami chef Yaniv Cohen. You'll find his recipe for his grandmother's Iraqi latkes and a recipe for Baharat spice mix on our website, thezestpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to The Zest. It's free and it is easy. You can search for us wherever you get your podcasts or at thezestpodcast.com. If you like what you hear, go ahead, give us a rating. It helps other people find us as well. I'm Robin Sussingham. Dalia Cologne and I produce The Zest with help from Megan Trimble, Mark Hayes, and Craig George. 
The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media.